of my lovely lovely spiritual beings having a human experience i created this podcast in hopes to ease our minds bodies and spirits while enduring all that life has to throw at us so welcome back to our safe space welcome back to our daily talk i want to know how everyone is doing i wish you were all sitting in front of me to literally tell me right now but sadly that is not the case so of course i will leave the interaction stuff below um, for those on Spotify, I'm pretty sure you can sp- find it on Spotify for podcasters with the link in my Instagram bio as well. So, also, I just peeped on the time. It's 3.33 p.m. Anyways, so, let's talk a little, guys. So, today's episode topic is going to be about self-talk and loving ourselves. And... For my first topic episode, which is what I've been calling this one after the introduction, for my first topic episode, I felt like I wanted to really talk about or dive into something that I felt like I'm not currently dealing with, not necessarily, not exactly, Um, something that I've been through in the past, something I battled, 111 just came up on our time stamp, so something also 115 for my bestie, I love you so much. Um... But anyways, what was I going to say? So I just wanted to talk about something that had more so to do with where I've been and, you know, give advice on something I feel like I've pretty much, you know, overcome. So I would say back in, I don't know the exact year, so yeah, and it makes me upset when I can't remember stuff. So we're just going to say grades and stuff. Back when I was probably in like sixth, seventh grade, I really can't say what changed so much in life, but something just like shifted entirely. Now, looking back on my childhood, I feel like I can definitely say there were signs that I had some emotional regulation issues. Um, I feel like there were definitely signs. I mean, it's probably a little bit more difficult to tell when, you know, it's a child that you're looking at or analyzing because, you know children you know they're like that that that's natural for them that happens a lot but it's just all about like how frequent and you know the recovery period like after I would get upset in like in school it would be over like projects and stuff like if I couldn't figure out a math problem or something I would literally like get out of my desk and like kneel on the floor and just put my head in my hands like so upset and disappointed and just frustrated because I was having trouble and like I wasn't getting it I wasn't understanding So anyways, fast forward, I'm talking about middle school. So in like sixth, seventh grade, I don't know what like drastically changed in life, but something definitely shifted in my energy atmosphere. And I just became like a very like a sad spirit. Like everything about me was just so depressing and sad, at least for me. But like other people 
couldn't tell. Like, I don't know if you if you were an if you're an empath or you know like uh, an aura reader or whatever the case may be, then yeah, you probably could have told or tell you could tell. But most people always just assumed I was this bright, bubbly, bubbly spirit that just like spread positivity constantly. And even though that yes, that is who I am, there also was another part of me that was starting to to boil over and fester with inside that was I was hiding like I was not allowing the world to see I was beating myself up constantly about like the smallest things to like the biggest things and it was just like yeah you yes you have to discipline yourself and yes you do have to get on yourself sometimes you have to be your guard you have to be your disciplinary person sometimes your authority figure sometimes you have to hold yourself accountable but you have to draw the line at being that authority figure or being disciplinary to towards yourself and also just completely like bullying yourself and I didn't have that line until now like as I've gotten older I started to draw that line but when I was younger you know I didn't I didn't have that that at all it was really really bad 444 on the timestamp I gotta stop looking at this so it was just like I really had a hard time with having that having that line between bullying myself and just disciplining myself. And I was a bully. Like, I was my biggest bully ever. And I was bullied when I was younger. Um, Like, in my elementary years, I remember being bullied. And then I also remember in my middle school years, there was some bullying. But it kind of faded out once I got, like, through seventh grade and into eighth grade. Things started to kind of, well, did it? Actually, I think I might have been bullied seventh to eighth grade. My whole middle school career time frame period, whatever you want to call it, I feel like there was so much going on. I was always a kid that was just so like my whole entire focus was on my friend group. I don't know why. Um, I mean, I guess I do kind of understand why. Growing up, I felt like I didn't have the support that I needed at home. I didn't feel the love that I necessarily felt like as a kid I needed and I wanted to like you know flourish in my own environment and you can be a product of your environment but not all the time so don't let people tell you that bullshit um but yeah so I feel like I didn't get the attention affection and love that I really needed as a kid so you know where you turn to next I'm too young to start you know being fast and ass so where else you think I'm going to go? The only other outlet I have or only other source I have, friends, my friendships. So, of course, I'm, like, giving my all into these friendships because I'm, like, oh, well, like, I don't have anyone at home to give my all to and, you know, like, you know, yeah. And I didn't feel worthy of giving myself my all. So, I just kind of, you know, gave my friends my all. And that ended up being, like, my biggest downfall because even though your friends do deserve Everybody on this planet Earth deserves love. They deserve to be cared, appreciated, and all of that, the whole nine. But not at the expense of our love. And I'm saying our because it's not just about you guys. It's me too. Like, this is still something that I have to incorporate into my daily life. It's hard. It's a never-ending cycle. Not cycle. It's a never-ending battle. 
Every day is a battle to wake up and fight those old habits or fight that old version of you that's trying so hard to come back or to fall into these old patterns or this old mindset. It's always a battle. Like my favorite quote says, healing is not linear. It's not like you're going to have your days where it's just like, oh, my gosh, I thought I was healed. I thought I was past this. And then turns out today you're not. But yesterday you were. Yesterday it wasn't something that was on your mind or yesterday that problem arose and you handled it fine. But today's a new day. You you had a bad dream. You didn't get a lot, a lot of sleep. Like anything could be any factor could be contributing to the fact or to the to what happens is what I'm trying to say. Sorry. So I just feel like. It's very important for us to try to remind ourselves that this world needs us to love ourselves, not the government, not politics, not your mom, not your dad, the universe, this world, whatever higher being you believe in needs you, needs us to love ourselves. When we love ourselves, we are closer to harmony. We are closer to peace of mind. We are closer to our prayers, our blessings, our manifestations. We're closer to finding our soulmates, our soul tribe, our soul family. It's so much bigger than what people think. When you love yourself, your words already carry power regardless of if you love yourself or not if you're a positive person or a negative person pessimistic or optimistic your words have so much power your words are like a spell they have so much power so we have to learn that it is very important for us to be careful with what we speak over ourselves i'm going to say it again so that way it sticks it's very important that we take heed to the words that we speak over ourselves. If you continuously, like, I'm gonna use myself for an example. I got told this narrative ever since I was younger that I was lazy. Hold on one second, guys. I got told this narrative ever since I was younger that I was lazy. I started telling myself, at first I remember, like I used to be reluctant. I was like, no, I'm not lazy. I'm not lazy. I'm not lazy like yada 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 whatever whatever but then I started like sitting back and thinking like darn am I lazy like compared to what these other people are doing or compared to this person or compared to whatever I seem lazy like I don't like to I don't like to get up and clean I will clean I'm not gonna let it get dirty like I'm not I don't keep food and drinks and stuff in my room there's not bugs creeping and crawling in my room don't play none of that ew but I don't really like to get up and clean if I don't have to. Like, I would much rather relax. Um, I'm not going to jam-pack my day with a million, trillion, bazillion things to do because I like to relax. I like to lay down and scroll on my phone sometimes. I like to lay down and watch TV. I like to lay down and listen to music. I like to just lay down and meditate sometimes, just sit by myself and just listen to peace and quiet because you know life it gets hectic it's loud and chaotic outside in the world so sometimes I just like to have that relaxation but the problem was I I don't know like it just the emotions became a lot like I like I said have problem with emotional regulation so my emotions became a lot and when my emotions became a lot I would shut down like I wouldn't have the motivation, the ambition, or the drive to get up, or the energy 
to get up and do anything. Like I just wouldn't and couldn't. I, I just couldn't. It was like my body was just filled with like weights and rocks and water. Like it was just so much weight inside of me that it was just like, stay here forever and you'll be fine. But I wasn't fine. It's, it's not fine when I get like that. I'm not fine when I do that. But all of this came simply because I allowed somebody else to determine who I was. I allowed someone else's opinion of me to become my own reality, which is never, ever, ever what we should do. You should never, we should never, ever give somebody the pen and the paper to write our narrative that is not okay. We are in charge of our own destiny and our fate. We are in charge of the life that we live. We are in charge of the choices that we make, the people that we we interact with, the people we find inspiration from, the people that we choose to love and continue to move forward with in life. We we are in charge ultimately of all of those things. Now, there are some things in your life I'm not saying that there aren't going to be times where you are going to have to surrender to the divine, whatever you believe in, and realize that this is something that is out of your hands. But if it's out of your hands, let it out of your mind as well. That is a quote that I've literally been holding on to for like the past month or so. If it is out of your control, let it out of your hands and out of your mind. Period. I love that. It's so beautiful put it on your mirror somewhere. But yeah, I allowed somebody to tell me who I was. And because I allowed them to get in my head, I started telling myself, questioning, well, am I? Soon as you start questioning, that's the moment where you have to be like, hold up, hold up, wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't, oh, sorry. I didn't think about that before, but I'm thinking about it now. Where did this come from? Where did this thought pop into my head? Where did I get this idea? If it doesn't already come from you and it comes from someone else, that's automatically the first red flag you should put up. The second one is if you say this to yourself, like I would say, I'm lazy. Something in me just tingles. It's like I get anxiety on the inside. When something doesn't sit right, you'll know. You'll know. And it's up to you to choose to ignore it or to pay attention to it and to listen to your body. You see, our nervous system is connected to everything in us. Also, the things that are not physical, such as our energy. When something comes into your energy field, your atmosphere that does not sit right with your energy, your body will respond. If you're not already paying attention, if the thought pops into your head, this person just walked into the room and I feel icky inside. You think about that, right? Maybe not even you think about it. Let me, let me, cause that was too far ahead. Let me say person walks into the room. You think in your head, the way he's talking to that girl or the way she's talking to him or whoever is talking to whoever is mean. That's not very kind. I, I want to get away from them. I want to stay away from them or I want to go say something. That's the first thing. You don't feel comfortable for whatever reason or you don't decide to go over and say anything. You just let the person keep doing whatever nonsense and bullshit they're doing. Then the next thing, you start getting this, this just this feeling like all over your body or just in maybe one specific place. Like for me, if something isn't sitting right in my energy atmosphere, it's in my stomach automatically my gut my gut and my intuition is telling me bitch wake up pay attention alert 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 
if I don't pay attention, and usually this is like when things start to, when some, like a pattern that keeps happening, then that's when the physical symptoms for me will start to kick in. I'll start having um, maybe stomach problems or, you know, maybe I'll get a headache that just is like pounding in the front of like, in the front, like where my eyes are, maybe by my temples, just a pounding, pounding headache. Or I might get maybe, mm, I'm trying to think about other things that I've had. I feel like that might be the only things I've had so far happen to me. There was one time. There was one time where I actually threw up and that was like real deal for me. Like I was like, oh, like this is not like just stomach pain. This is not like a headache. This is me throwing up. You got to go. <laughs> I was like, you got to go. You're making me throw up. You're making my energy so whacked out of whack that I'm throw. Uh-uh. Nope. We're not doing that. No. So, yeah. Pay attention to your physical symptoms. They, they, they tell you a very important story. I'm telling you now. Anyways, so moving past that, letting people tell me or tell you your narrative, mm -mm, we don't, we don't do that. We do not. That's not okay. Nobody should ever get that. So like I was saying, it is very important that we don't fall prey to allowing other people's opinions of us to become our reality. If someone, like I was saying in my example, someone told me that I was lazy. I started telling myself that I was lazy over and over and over and over again. Every time I was too tired or felt too depressed and too low to get up and do something, I immediately wrote it off as laziness because I didn't have that understanding that sometimes we have to rest. Sometimes you have to be still. Sometimes you have to go slow. It's very important sometimes to live a slow life, to live a soft life where you're not enduring constant stress. When you endure constant stress, your body gets used to this constant stress. So your nervous system is always in a state of panic, worry, and stress. That's why we always feel tired. We always feel restless. We we can't concentrate. Like That's why so many people self-sabotage because your body and what we forget is some things happen unconsciously. Just because you're not aware of it doesn't mean that's not what's happening. Sometimes you have to go to therapy. Sometimes you have to talk things out. Sometimes you have to write things out in order to start having epiphanies and revelations. At least that's how it works for me in my life. So I fell prey to letting someone else's words become my reality. And I started beating myself up because of this. Because my words have power, I became what I said I was, lazy. Even now, at the age of 20, I still get on myself for, oh, you're being too lazy. But now I have the tools, I have the ability to check myself, to be accountable in that moment and say, hold on, just work the shift today. You were feeling a little low this morning. Something happened at work. Somebody said something to you. So you're not in your best spirit. Slow down. Sit down, listen to some music, write about it, take a moment. That can get done a little later in the afternoon. We don't have to do things immediately in that moment. Sometimes it's okay to sit down and just relax, just breathe, just be present in the moment. It's very important to not allow people to write our narrative for us. So to help with self-love and loving ourselves and self-talk, you have to use your words positively. That's the whole point. Use your words positively. Speak good things over yourself. Affirmations, uh, affirmations are a love. I personally do struggle with affirmations. They weren't a part of my loving myself journey in the beginning. I didn't really 
fully know about affirmations as much. I did, but not really. I more so knew about manifestation. That's where I started with affirmations. I still struggle with affirmations because sometimes I feel like I'm lying to myself. I feel like the things that I say for my affirmations don't align with who I am. But what I've had to realize or what I am still trying to learn and incorporate into my daily practice is it's just like, it's almost like manifestation. Some of the stuff you write are dead spot on. Like you can say, I am empathetic. I'm a very empathetic person. Very, very empathetic. So that of course feels calming inside. I don't have anxiety in my stomach. When I say I am the smartest person in the world, now, come on, y'all. I know I'm not a genius. Like, you know, I made it through high school and I made it through all of that. And I got, you know, honor roll stuff sometimes. But I know I'm not a genius. I'm not no Albert Einstein. So saying something like that, it feels like imposter syndrome almost. Like it feels like I'm not who I say I am. But with the power of words and manifestation going hand in hand and affirmations, you're basically speaking over, speaking words over yourself of who you want to become, who you have the potential to be, or who you already are. You just have to open yourself up to it. Um, saying, I am abundant in life. You may not believe that given your circumstances, given the fact that you got to work like three different jobs just to, you know, afford your, um, your rent each month. But in other aspects of life, you may be abundant. You may have a whole bunch of family members and friends who are just constantly supporting you and just want to see you win and pouring into you. Maybe they're not giving you money to pay for your rent, but they're constantly telling you like, you know, slow down, take a break, like, you know, rest. Or they're telling you, I'm so proud of you. Like, congratulations on your promotion or like, let's go out to dinner. You know, you've been working a, a two weeks straight. Like, let's go out and just, you know, have fun or just come over. Let's watch a movie together and just relax. And then you knock out like 30 minutes into the movie because you just worked two weeks and you're exhausted. So stuff like that. Um, it's definitely important to use your words as, you know, your weapon to to create better for yourself, to break out of that shell or that cast that someone else has molded for you. Next thing, non-negotiable habits. So when I first started my spiritual journey, which is ultimately what pushed me to start loving myself, I had, which I didn't know this term back then, but now I do. I had something, you know, I had habits that were things that I had to do every day or in, you know, certain routines to make sure that I was giving myself that self-care and that self-love. Some of my non-negotiables um, were like small, like they were very small. Some of them were big, obviously. Excuse me. But non-negotiables can help you better stick to a routine, which for those with heavy anxiety, depression, or, you know, just other like sensory issues or like sensory or overstimulation issues and stuff like that. Having a routine, having non-negotiable habits, things that you do in your certain routines, do every day, can really help you break out of that. Um, stuff like, you know, in the morning, when I get up in the morning, I make my bed. That makes me feel so good because I feel like, oh my gosh, I got up in the morning and I did something. Like immediately I can check something off my list. That feels great. Accomplishing things that are on your list accomplishing things on your to-do list accomplishing anything in general can it really does make you feel good because it makes you feel like you're productive and especially with that narrative I was telling myself about being lazy doing something as soon as I wake up in the morning doesn't sound like something a lazy person would do and I'm not talking about like just throw the sheets back I'm talking about like tuck the sheets 
tuck the comforter, fold the comforter back so it's not all the way up there, fix the pillows, fix whatever. Like, I'm talking about the whole nine. Like, yeah, it's it's a thing. Some other non-negotiables that I can think about having was like writing. I'm a really like I'm really into writing. I was a, a bigger writer back in the day, like when I first started my journey. Lately, life has been hectic, so I haven't been writing as much, but I've been trying to. But when something gets on my mind, baby, I could write for a long time, like pages and pages. So don't blame. But writing, definitely a non-negotiable for me. At some point, especially when I'm low, I feel like I require myself to at least just write a little bit of something every day. Like, even if I'm not filling up a whole entire page or two pages, as long as I'm still doing something, putting something into my notebook about my or my journal, about my day, about how I was feeling, any thoughts I might have had, like anything like that, like something, um, that also makes me feel productive. It also helps me with my thoughts. And you don't also, you don't only have to, like, I free free I have a free write journal so I literally just write about my day any thoughts that came to mind anything that might have happened um but I also do at the top of my journal I have it set up where I write the date on the very top line then I skip a space or skip a line and then go to the next line and then I write uh gratitude check-in and then I write three things that I'm grateful for every time I go into my journal and it can be anything like I'll say I'm grateful for the warmth of the sun. I'm grateful for my compassion and empathy or I'm grateful for my best friend or like I'm grateful for my nana, like stuff like that. It literally could be anything like I'm grateful I woke up this morning. I'm grateful for water. Like I'm grateful for fresh air. I'm grateful for my house. Like I'm grateful for my pets. Literally, it can be anything. But it's like small non-negotiable habits like that that can really help alter how you view yourself overall helps you move towards loving yourself rather than self-loathing or just beating yourself down being a bully towards yourself which is not okay i'm gonna keep saying that this whole entire episode it's not okay another non-negotiable i had was working out i definitely did at the time in my spiritual journey i was really big on my image i've always had um well i wouldn't say always probably like middle school i developed um this Mm, I wouldn't say obsession, but like this, mm, I don't even know a word for it, but like just this high regard for my weight um, and how I looked, like how I would look in pictures, how other people would look at me and like what they would see. Um, also at the time, like, you know, starting to date, getting to like people and stuff like that. So I was also thinking about like whether or not I was attractive and stuff like that, like whatnot, stuff like that. But I definitely did have working out as a non-negotiable. So if I wasn't able or if it was like a resting day because I had like workout apps that I would use. If it was a resting day, then I would at least just to be active. I wanted to be active every day. I had to be active. That was my non-negotiable every day. I had to get outside and be active under the sun, especially during seasonal depression time. Um, when like the holidays come around, like, you know, winter, fall time, um, I would make myself make sure I got out and I had a dog at the time. So I would take my dog outside with me, you know, to bring me company also was a motivator because the depression, like I said, it makes me get really low and have no motivation to get up and do things sometimes. So when I would be low in my depressive state, I'd be like, Oh, I don't feel like, like getting up and going outside or getting up and doing anything besides laying in my bed and falling into a spiral hole on TikTok. TikTok was a thing. TikTok was a thing at the time. It was popular. This was in like 2020. Um, so I would make sure I went outside and I would walk around my whole development with my dog. And, you know, I had to do at least three laps, either two or three laps every day. But I tried to shoot for four. Minimum was like two. 
but I tried to shoot for four if I could, especially on a nice day. I would do that, but I also have asthma, so I had to be careful because you don't want a girl passing out on the street somewhere. Um, so yeah, that was my non-negotiable. Another non-negotiable of mine was exercise. Um, so when I didn't have a rest day for my workout apps, of course I would do my workout like I would, you know get myself ready and like my workout clothes like I would have that stuff set out to just motivate me it's like little habits or like little things like that to get yourself like up and moving or to remind you like don't get comfortable soaking because once you get comfortable soaking the minute you sit down and don't keep yourself on your toes or don't take the initiative to be impulsive and get up and do exactly what it what it is that you said you wanted to do or you were going to do you're going to lose it. You're going to lose that drive and that motivation, especially if you're already in a depressive funk. It's just going to disappear. Like it's going to evaporate like water. Okay. Under like hot, hot, hot temperatures. Okay. So yes, non-negotiables. I suggest making a list of new habits that you want to start incorporating into your daily life. Um, And then I would also even say take it as far as like listing habits you want to get rid of. And then for a habit you want to get rid of, do a counteractive habit that you want to start incorporating into your daily life. If you say like you want to stop eating so many donuts every day, like you buy a box of donuts and eat a whole bunch every day. So when you feel the urge to go eat a donut, why don't you say I'll go pick up an apple or I'll go take a walk stuff like that like replace the negative habit that you no longer want the undesirable habit with something a little bit more desirable and reward yourself when you do well when you don't do well maybe don't include the reward but don't beat yourself up for not getting it done maybe try to figure out what it is that you know prevented you or you know kept you from feeling motivated enough to get up and do it maybe like if something happened where you literally could not do it like there was an accident or you know you were just dead tired from working like you were so so tired that you didn't wash clothes today you're going to wash them tomorrow make sure you set the intention to wash your clothes tomorrow because if you go another day without completing that habit it's going to feel worse and it's going to be harder to pick it back up one missed day is okay. That's fine. It happens. We're human. Don't beat yourself up. All right, let's go to the next one. Okay, here we go. Understand the power of solitude. Boy, oh boy, was this one that I had to learn. So I actually wrote a poem about this when I was going through a lot and I I learned it in 2020 with my spiritual journey. I went into a hermit mode or my hermit phase and I completely was just like blocked out from the world from my friends from the family like I just was blocked out I was by myself but it felt good like I really found so much comfort in doing that but I did also realize that like even though it's nice being on my own I very much just like the company of others I like other people's energy and stuff like that um so yeah but I do have a social battery that does be running out and I do definitely like take my time sometimes Sunday's usually my resting day where I like need to be away from everybody in the world and just like woosah. and also prepare myself for the work week because you know Monday starts a new week technically Sunday I guess but I don't really know how that works everybody's different okay Monday is when my week starts so 
being alone, we have a better chance of learning and understanding ourselves. So I feel like that is also where people fail to realize like being alone, there's so much power in that. Learning to be on your own, there is a lot of power in that. But I'm not saying like learn to be on your own to the point where like you isolate yourself completely from the rest of the world and then you don't have anybody or you rarely have people like coming and checking on you or you're like rarely reaching out to talk to anybody. Like that is not what I mean. I just mean in moments learn that sometimes it's okay to be your your support system like your main support system sometimes instead of calling that friend to vent about it cry it out let it out because you're going to call them and nine times out of ten you're not going to cry you're going to start talking and they're going to start talking and then they may cheer you up and make you feel better and now you're out of that state and you still didn't release those tears i feel like tears carry energy i feel like crying in itself carries energy when you cry you're releasing the energy that is inside of you weighing you down remember earlier when i said it felt like there was water in my body weighing me down what a coincidence nothing's ever coincidence i believe but still what a coincidence so i feel and i'm a crier like i'm very emotional i don't like to cry in front of people so i don't normally cry in front of people unless i'm super duper duper comfortable with you but even then i will fight back my tears and any of my like close loved ones i feel like know that but Yes, um, I am a crier. I will, if I feel like I need to cry, I will let my tears come out and I have no problemo with it, okay? In order to love something or someone, we must first grow to understand it in its entirety. We apply this to ourselves as well. The good comes with the bad. Please, please, please hear me when I say the good comes with the bad, okay? You've heard people heard people say you cannot have the good without the bad because the 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 bad makes you appreciate the good. If we never had any bad, we would never learn to appreciate what we already have. Okay, okay. Let me give you an example. Being on rock bottom, you know, think about it, you're literally rock bottom, you're in a hole and you look up and you can see all the light and all the sunshine. Say you've never ever been out of this hole. You're not really gonna appreciate the the bright light because you're just like, what is that? It's actually bothering me. I like it dark down here. I don't want that shining in my face. It's too, yeah, no, I don't like it. I, I just don't want to do it. I don't like it. So imagine someone comes and lays, lays near or just sits, pulls up a chair and just is sitting by your little, you know, the thing that you're in. And they start just telling you all the wondrous things that are out that are outside of the, the this dark place that you're in like how the light is so warm it, it makes your skin you know feel great it just exudes positive energy all throughout you it just gives you this tingly vibration all over you it feels uplifting now you're hearing about the good that you're missing you haven't experienced it for yourself yet but you're hearing about it you're seeing it maybe the person's showing you pictures and videos or whatever of what they do up there so now you've experienced this bad never experienced this good now you're hearing about the good so you know you're missing out on something maybe maybe you may not be like yeah i'm definitely missing out you might be like mm, i like it down here by myself nobody can bother me what more could i could i ask for until you get out of that place out of that dark space and you're like oh this is a whole world out here this is like so much for me to see oh my goodness and then you're opened up to a whole new environment right? What I'm saying is we honestly have to 
take that time to be alone. Sit in in your feelings, sit in your emotions, sit in your thoughts, but learn to not try to control them as much or master, well, somewhat master them. Master the process or master the ability to sit with them. I still even like still to this day have a hard time with just sitting with my thoughts, but because my brain races so fast and like there's thoughts popping up at like speeds I've never even heard of before or haven't even been invented. So like, you know, it gets difficult for me to sit and just be still sometimes, but I have definitely learned how to do it by, you know, being forced to kind of be alone. Like after my suicide attempt that I had, I lost my friends like my best friends and then I ended up isolating myself from the friends that I did still have because I just felt like well I don't want to be a burden on anybody I don't want anybody to feel like they have to babysit me or take care of me because that's not the case I'm just struggling okay and we all struggle sometimes so for me it was more so that and I just kind of isolated myself and in the moments like I distinctly remember and I even do this now sometimes In the moments where I would get upset and start crying about something or beat myself down or get upset, I would go to pick up my phone and I would start looking through and I would like look for someone to call. Sometimes I would feel like I didn't have anybody to call on. Other times it would just be like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to take care of this myself. Like, it's okay. I got me started being there for myself. I started showing up for myself. And this was literally like it's such a great feeling because then you start like giving yourself all of that love and attention you start being more present for yourself we don't realize that there is so much importance in being present for ourselves we always show up show up show up be present show up show up show up for other people but then we don't do it for ourselves and that's terrible like why would you want to do that why would you not want to be there for yourself you can be there for everybody else but not for yourself what what no that's crazy there is so much power in solitude and with that being said guys i'm also going to let you know if you would like to listen to the poem that i wrote cheese and act like there's like an effect of a sparkle in my tooth cheese if you would like to hear my poem that i wrote about solitude i will definitely link that below for anyone who has a twitter um that i posted it on twitter so i will link that below so you can just click the link and then hear it on twitter um and if not i'll probably end up recording it and then posting it on my instagram so when this drops tomorrow anyone that doesn't have twitter or doesn't feel like doing all of that can just hear it on my story or on my page or something like that yeah i'll figure it out in between the in the meantime you know in the between time so after talking about solitude i think the next thing that i'm going to move on to or not i think but the next thing i'm going to move on to because i slightly said a word that made me think of this is cup pouring we overlook this in our daily lives like all the time which is really a shame we spend so much time pouring what little we have in our cups for ourselves into others who leave us in a drought this is never okay it's never 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 gonna give another gonna get it no it's never okay it's not i need to stop joking it's not okay to do that guys nobody should be allowed to take without returning something anyone who truly cares or loves you wouldn't be okay with leaving your table empty knowing they took your last or took anything for that matter mic drop literally boom because it can't get any better than what i just said guys 
I have experienced this one too many times because people don't know how to be good friends. And I do, unfortunately. So like, what the he- what the hell? So many times, guys, we find ourselves in positions with friends or with people, even family members. And you can cut off whoever you need to. Whoever you need to cut off. Literally do it. But we spend so much time pouring into cups that literally don't check to even see if ours has a drop in it and that's not okay we pour into people who are just always take 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 well givers only have so much to give okay and then once we're done giving where do we get the backup supply it's not like you can call in a truck order and ask them hey i gave all my love away can you bring me some back for myself that's not realistic that's not this is this is not a restaurant that's not how it works it's not a store that's not no We can't do that. So what we need to start doing is that should also non-negotiable habit. Check mentally, because I don't think you can check how much is really in your cup. Mentally, sit with yourself in these moments of solitude. When you're sitting down to enjoy your own company, this is when you should be doing this. Have a check-in with yourself. Where is my cup? Where is the level? After After hanging out with this person, do I feel replenished or do I feel drained? Do I feel like I just gave up a whole bunch or do I feel like it was an even exchange? If the answer is no, it wasn't an even exchange, delete, cut, block. Absolutely not. You don't need to spend time convincing anybody that they should have been from the start pouring into your cup. Have people already come into your life doing that. Period. Period. Oh, I just ate up with that one right there. I just ate up with that one right there. Because have people come into your life already prepared to pour into your cup that should be a non-negotiable for yourself (sighs) aside from that the self-love aspect of it like i said just stop having people in your life who are not returning into your cups just give it to yourself with the self-talk with the non-negotiable habits doing things that you love spending time on your own these are all things that are going to naturally pour into your cup you doing these things is you pouring any substance you want love affection attention honesty care kindness compassion empathy that's you putting all these ingredients all of these components into a big ass bowl mixing it up and pouring it into your cup instead of giving it out for free to everybody else who could care less if your cup is run dry you have the holy grail literally everybody in this world should look at their cup and think I have the holy grail. Unless you're a terrible shitty person, then don't think you have a holy grail. You have the sewer. Like, don't think you have a holy grail. Anybody else, you have a holy grail. You deserve to be loved, appreciated, and cared for. Bottom line, that's a non-negotiable right there. Non-negotiable. Okay, guys, so one of the last topics we're going to talk about before we ultimately wrap up our episode while our daily talk for today is relationships this is very important when it comes to relationships to also have your own identity if you don't have your own identity outside of your relationship like say Kara and Anthony go together and everybody know Kara as Anthony's girlfriend hell no uh uh-uh. don't don't uh, that's such as no I am me they are them we are together period. You hear that? Let's say it one more time. Say it with me. I am me. They are them. We are together. Period. 
I say relationships and have your own identity because a lot of times people get into relationships and they start putting all their love, their affection, their attention into this person, pouring all of they have into their cup. Even if the person is pouring, you still need to have your own identity, your own life outside of them and outside of your relationship. I mean, like, you need to have your own hobbies aside from this person. You need to have your own friends outside of this person. Like, you need to have your own identity. You were somebody before you met them. You're somebody still with them. And you're going to be somebody even thereafter if that happens. You know, like, let's not discount and act like, you know, you weren't somebody and you won't always be somebody. It's really all about maintaining that balance in a relationship like don't put all your eggs in one basket I know some people have heard that saying and y'all are going to try to play and be like Nikai you said don't put all your I'm not saying go out there and get a whole bunch of hoes that is not what I'm saying I'm not saying that I'm not saying have all these different sunny side up scrambled all these that's not what I'm saying I'm saying keep some eggs in your spouse's basket but also keep eggs in your own basket Period. Your spouse isn't going to be the only thing or the only component or factor that's draining energy from you. It's also going to be your friends. It's also going to be your family. It's also going to be the outside world like strangers. It's going to be your job. It's going to be school if you're in school. It's going to be your your own self. Like you're going to be draining your own energy sometimes, putting too much energy into other things or just into your thoughts because I know I do that. So with that being said, another point that I want to make for relationships, yes, have your own identity. That was the first one. The other one is... Any relationship where your spouse, quote unquote, loves you more is not healthy. And please, 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 for the love of everything. I didn't mean to do that. Please, 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 for the love of everything. Do not normalize this. Like, let's not normalize this. And this is not ideal. This is not an ideal relationship. I've had friends in the past or I've known people in the past that felt like if they were in a relationship with a guy, the guy loving them more just made things go smoothly. That is I don't care. I don't care. I am my own person. That is literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. What? A relationship is supposed to be even split 50-50. I'm not talking about how y'all be arguing on the internet talking about, oh, if I paid a bill, I paid 50 bills, she paid 50. That's not what I'm talking about because I don't, yeah, no. I'm talking about 50% I'm giving this love and you're giving the 50%. But there are going to be some days that I've seen this on social media and I actually kind of agree with this. There are going to be some days where your spouse, for whatever reason, can only give you 20%. On that day, that's when they're going to need you to pull through and do that other 80. But only pull through and do that 80 for people who would do that for you. If they pour into your cup, pour into theirs. If they do not, they can get left, period. Say it again, pour into their cup if they pour into yours. If they do not, they can get left, period. Bottom line, bottom line. And isn't it crazy hearing all of this, like towards the end of the episode, you're hearing how so many of these things tie into each other. What? How do you think I came up with the episode, babe? Like the brain be circling, <laughs> period. But yeah, let's not normalize that. Let's not have that as an idealistic view of relationships that's not okay it should be an even split 50 50 50 percent of my love goes to you 50 percent of yours goes to me and we create 100 percent on the days that you can't i got you as long as you got me period that's that's really what i feel like relationships are all about yeah haven't found one yet clearly because i'm still single but you know it's not me it's them it's really been
that is the end of our episode about loving ourselves and self-talk. Let's just recover everything real quick. It is important that we love ourselves first before trying to get out into the world and do all these things because self-love is the best love, number one. And number two, it is any person's greatest strength and superpower. When we love ourselves entirely, good and bad, we are able to put forth more creative energies, positive energies, and good things out into the world. More good comes back to us when we love ourselves. When we do not love ourselves, we block our blessings. We block people. We block financial blessings. We block opportunities. We block so many different things. We block our higher self. We block our spirit guides. We block God, whoever you believe in. We block whatever. You block it when you don't love yourself. So moving forward, look at self-love as a superpower, as a strength that everybody has the ability to obtain, that everybody has the capability of learning how to do. It's just a matter of feeling and believing that you deserve it and you are so 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 deserving of being loved being cared for and being held and just being loved like you are I just can't stress it to you enough you deserve to be loved and you deserve to believe that you deserve to be loved so I hope that you can start believing that for yourself soon all right, let's start our check-in, guys. Time for our mindfulness moment. I hope everybody... Oh, I got my nails done, guys. Press on. But I hope you guys... <clears throat> excuse me. I hope you guys took a lot from this episode, but now it's time for us to do our mindfulness episode. So push all of that information to the back of your head right now. Focus on being present in the moment. We're going to take some deep breaths going to do three deep breaths so all right come on with me and for my asthma people take the deep breath at your own don't hold it as long as this yeah don't you don't got to hold it that long because i can't hold it that long all right deep breath that was nice okay one more All right, one more, last one. Breathe in. Let all of that negativity and self-hatred and self-loathing out when you breathe out. I hope you enjoyed our daily talk today, guys. And that you had something to take away with you because I feel like I dropped a lot of gems. I'm sorry if it was sporadic. My brain was a little bit all over the place today, so I do apologize about that. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you always and I love you abundantly. Check out our Instagram page. It is Scorpio S C X R P I O underscore XL. So that way you can keep up with our content. You can keep up when new episodes will be coming out and when our daily talks are going to be scheduled for moving forward because I will be talking about that soon. I didn't get that out there, but I will. It'll also help give us the chance to connect because I really do want to get to know you guys better. Like I want to know my audience. I want to know who's listening, what's going on, what you think, all of that. So don't just follow and then not actually participate, guys. That kind of sucks. That's not really cool of you to do. You're not one of the cool kids if you do that. Well, until our next talk, be safe and please, please, please live by my motto and keep romanticizing life. I love you. I love you. 
I'm sending you kisses and abundance and positive energy. All right. Bye, guys.